0: Rise above, train hard, dream big. The RTD podcast with Tam and Dez. Yo, yo, everybody. Welcome back to my second live of the day. Like, who am I? Um, so, talking about if you're ready for fat loss. So, <laughs> if you didn't notice and can see all the people walking behind me, I'm coming to you live from my Jeep outside the gym. Because my dumbass forgot that Trevor was taking the laptop to Vancouver. My goodness. Taking the laptop to Vancouver this weekend, so I gotta do it live from my phone because I'm a cheap ass and don't have my own laptop. But uh that's the best thing about Fitness Inc. is it's an amazing place to work. Um, amazing members, and you get stuff like this. Like the bosses supply me with a laptop so it's awesome but we're going kind of ghetto today and doing it live from the car so hopefully everybody can hear me that it's loud enough and I'm gonna try not to get distracted by all the cars pulling in and loud horns apparently so let's get right to it so I have made a checklist of things that I have found in the ten years that I have been coaching now That are very important to have in check before trying to go into a fat loss phase. Um, So this is the biggest issue that I see with, you know, those low ticket programs, those challenges that people go into and just unknowledgeable coaches not understanding that your body needs to be in a certain state to promote successful fat loss and for you to actually maintain it because if you're not in a good state you're not going to see results or you're going to see results but you're going to rebound hard and gain a lot of it back which i'm sure some of us have done before so i want to go over this checklist of things i think i have about 10 on here that you need to check off before going into a fat loss phase if you want to see really good results and this is all stuff that I do with my clients um, before we even approach going into a fat loss phase and maybe instead of viewing it as you know like a boring part of the journey look at it as something that's gonna set you up for success so look at it as part of the fat loss phase so I've put these in the order of importance that I feel like they are but you know this could be up for discussion for sure so number one that everybody needs to know is that you've been eating at your maintenance calories for anywhere from one to six months now i know that's a pretty big gap and this is really going to depend on what you have been doing up until that point so If you're a diet hopper, if you have jumped from diet to diet to diet and never not really dieted, like you've always tried something new, you've gone paleo and then maybe you tried keto and then you tried the Atkins diet, whatever. If you're a diet hopper, you're not ready for fat loss. And I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news and give the tough love. But if you've just been chronically dieting for most of your life, you're not going to see fat loss like straight up and it's because your body has not had a chance to reset so our body has a balance point which is what we call homeostasis and if your body hasn't been in homeostasis it is stressed and it is not gonna be a good situation or a good environment to promote that fat loss so right off the bat you need to start eating at your maintenance calories anywhere from a month to six months before you decide to go into a fat loss phase so for myself um when i was chronically under eating just not healthy pursuing modeling i was dieting for like years um and i stayed at my maintenance calories i worked in my maintenance zone for a year And I know everybody wants quick results, but either, here's the thing, you can either have quick results that don't last or you can just buck up, take the time to build a foundation and have that success for the rest of time. So you can choose. You can have quick results that don't stick or you can put in a little bit more work and uh, reap the benefits of that. So number one, You got to eat at your maintenance calories for a period of time. So anywhere from one to six months. And if you have been dieting before you even try to attempt fat loss, you have to have not been dieting for the past six months. Long time. I know. But if you start today, you could be that much closer to your goal. So number one, you got to eat at your maintenance calories. Now I put this one as number two, even though I don't think it's, maybe should be that high on the list but I feel like it kind of goes along with number one and it's being able to track your food accurately so if you have never tracked your food or you've never done it consistently for at least 30 days so if you have not consistently accurately tracked your food for at least 30 days you need to start doing that before you even pursue fat loss because to have a successful fat loss phase will require you it might be a little bit of a sacrifice but it will require you to track your food there's really no way around it um because you really need to know unless you're completely dialed in and even physique competitors like the ones that step on the bodybuilding stage when they are in like their hardcore prep a couple weeks out they are tracking their food unless they're getting their food delivered by like a meal prep service So, you need to have tracked your food for at least 30 days and be able to accurately track it and understand how to track your food. So, one and two kind of go hand in hand. Now, three and four, these ones are kind of variable again. I don't really know which one I think is more important, but I think, I feel like they should be tied for a third. So, this one, digestion and gut health. So... If you guys haven't listened to the gut health interview I did with my friend Devia out of Calgary, you should go listen to that. So we did a whole podcast talking about gut health and how to improve your gut health and digestion. And this is super important and why it is so important for a fat loss phase is because we up protein content when in a fat loss phase so you can preserve muscle and burn body fat and not burn a ton of muscle because there's always gonna be a little bit of muscle loss in a fat loss phase. So it's important to keep protein high. And keeping protein high also keeps you more satiated. So it keeps you fuller longer, which makes it a little less challenging um, in a fat loss phase and easier to stick to the diet. So, yeah, you gotta make sure your digestion's on track. And this means being regular. So if I have to explain that, making sure you poop on a regular basis, um, it's a big deal. If that's not on track, if you try to up your protein or even like if you're somebody that's on keto, I'm not one to promote diets, but there is a time and place that keto maybe could be used for people. But if you try to up your fat content... um, Fats are slow digesting and slow digesting and they kind of take the most um, out of like your digestive system. So if you try to up your fats or up your protein big time and your digestion was already kind of fucked at the start. um, It's not going to be a good time for you. You're going to feel like shit. Nothing is going to run properly. So you need to make sure that's in check. So you need to be. Regular, you need to not have a lot of bloating. Um, So this is another thing. Like if you experience a lot of bloating or just intestinal issues, like after you eat, like you can feel the digestion and you just kind of feel gross, you probably have some food intolerances and that should be dealt with before even trying to go into a fat loss phase. Because again, if you're having all of these internal issues and energy is being used elsewhere, i.e. to deal with the digestive issues, you're not going to have very much success with fat loss. So digestion and gut health is uh, key because, again, we're up in protein, might be upping fats, you know, don't know. So that's something you really need to get in check before you even jump. Think about jumping into that. Um, so I will drop the podcast link in the comments um, again, just in case you want to listen to that. It was a very um, informative podcast. So check it out. If you do experience any like bloating, digestive issues, gut health issues, good one to go. So this is why this one is also important. Stress control. Now I've got a good story for this one. So stress control, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out here who can raise their hand and say, yeah, this is totally me or I've done this before. A lot of people use the gym as a way to blow off stress from like a crappy day at work, right? Like, or I find guys are a little bit more like this. You know, somebody cuts them off in traffic and all of a sudden it ruins their whole day and they're like, oh my God, I'm so angry. Now I'm just gonna go to the gym and sling some weights. While I will say that exercise, like there's definitely worse things you could do um, to deal with your stress, AKA drugs or drinking. Um, While I will say, you know, going to the gym, it's a good option what we have to understand about stress is when we're aiming for fat loss we are going to be in a calorie deficit so an energy deficit now I need everyone to really listen to this part being in that energy deficit is a stressor on the body now if you're also working out stressor on the body now If you also have life stress, adding stress to your body, what do we got here? Stress, stress, stress. Well, guess guess what that is gonna do? That is gonna block your results because your body can't handle that much stress. So you need to learn how to address stress and have better ways to deal with it. Whether this is, you know, coming home And just taking a couple minutes for yourself, like, you know, just deep breathing, whether it's meditation, whether it's just going and doing something that you like. So this is where I'm going to bounce into a story to kind of give you guys a look at what I mean. So my first ever online client um, was a male. He had a very stressful job. Um, He was always all over the place, so he was usually only in the same place for about six weeks, and then he was moving somewhere else. Just super high stress. Um, One of those guys that went to the gym, you know, five days a week, very bro split, hit a plateau, wanted to lose body fat, and was just kind of, like, flatlined, right? So when I started looking at stuff, I'm like, man, like, you know, just super stressed. Like, all day just strung out, super stressed. Didn't know how to deal with that stress and how he would cope with the stress is going to the gym and stressing his body through the weights. So all this stress was just compiling, 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 making him flatline. So what I said to him, like one of the goals I made for him, I'm like, okay, you need to learn how to let go of that before you even walk into the gym or how to let go of it at the end of the day. So we switched him to a four-day split. So a four-day workout split instead of five to six. So gave him a little more time to recover. And then I told him, because it's a four-day split, now we have, you know, more variability through the week. We don't have to go Monday to Friday. I said, you know, if you have a day where it just sucked, everybody's fucked. I used that one today. I was like, just go home and, you know, chill out find something to do maybe even just go for a walk and learn how to de-stress and not use the gym as that de-stressor because the gym it is a place where we go to create adaptation by putting stress on the body so again we're just compiling stress 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 so you know he tried some meditation at night he even got back into playing volleyball which he hadn't done in a really long time like a sport that he loved Um, So he just started doing things that he enjoyed, hadn't done in a while, you know, took back the workouts and guess what? Boom, there goes the results. So sometimes less is more, especially in stress, because this is what you need to understand. Like I said about fat loss is you need to be able to handle higher stress in a fat loss phase. So if you're just chronically stressed all the time, your body's not going to handle it well. And what actually ends up happening is like your body kind of goes into that fight or flight um, scenario. And it starts, you know, storing body fat because, and it starts to throw hormones off if you're just chronically stressed. And it all has to do with cortisol. I'm not gonna get into the science of that and bore everybody, but it does have to do with cortisol. So we have to make sure that we're able to you know stabilize those levels and sometimes that means by doing less or doing something lower impact so stress you need to learn how to control stress on a daily without using other stressors to help you um, because we need to be able to handle higher stress to promote healthy fat loss so hopefully that one makes sense if it doesn't reach out to me and let me know I can you know I kind of almost want to do a whole segment on stress control so we'll skip over that one so fifth one on there I kind of grouped this one together because not everybody's at the same level when it comes to movement um, so I got two options here so you need to have some kind of daily movement and I would say if you're not weight training yet, like you either need to be weight training three to five days a week before you start a fat loss phase, or you need to be doing some kind of daily movement and getting about 10k steps in per day. Um, Because honestly, if you just sit around all day and, you know, have a desk job, you're going to be needing to eat really low calories. And I don't promote that. So I suggest having some kind of activity. Um, Like I said, whether it's just daily movement, you know, that could be just aiming for that 10K steps and above, or you need to be weight training three to five times a week. And like three is okay, right? Um, Because again, we got to control that stress. So movement is going to be key in a fat loss phase. And this kind of goes in, this one's kind of grouped together too um that movement so if you're training weight training you need 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 everybody listen to me need to have a plan like a laid out plan for the amount of time you want to do this fat loss phase and this is going to tie into the next one so having a solid workout plan that shows like okay for the next eight to ten weeks this is what i'm doing that needs to be locked in because random workouts lead to random results so make sure you have a plan even if it's just buying some you know random one offline make sure you have something to follow for the next eight to ten weeks so i kind of explained this this morning right now i'm following a four day a week program made by a friend and fellow coach um and i know that for the 10 to 12 weeks that i'm gonna go into this cut and I have that plan I know exactly what I'm doing every week and I know how to progress or how to degress over the next couple weeks and it's gonna help me a hundred percent so you need to have a plan um, and like I said this one kind of leads into the next one you need to look ahead and uh, have one an exit strategy and a timeline because this is what too many people do. They say, oh, I wanna lose body fat. There's no timeline on it and there's no real goal set. So you need to do this before you try to hop into it, right? Like, and this is why I say to people, I'm like, "Hey, we're gonna commit for the next eight to 10 weeks. This is what we're doing. So make sure you have that plan and it also keeps you more committed. So, so my clients on the app that I have them on, it actually, allows you to set a goal and then it has this little countdown timer so it says like you have 17 days however many minutes and it's kind of cool because it helps keep I think so far my clients can let me know it helps keep everybody a little bit more accountable um, and it just helps you commit more to it right because if you're just kind of like I don't know I want to lose body fat but you know and you have no deadline it's really easy to be like eh fuck it. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, And also looking ahead, you want to make sure, do you have any like big events, trips, uh, special occasions planned within that timeframe? Because, well, one, if you don't have a coach, you're going to have to know how to account for that, right? Um, So again, here's a client story. One of my clients, we were in a bit of a fat loss phase, but we knew he was going to Mexico for a week, right? So we went hardcore for like six weeks. We committed to it. We're like, hey, let's get the workouts in. Let's get the nutrition dialed. So for that one week, he could afford, we bumped him back up to maintenance. He was able to enjoy uh, some of the foods and some drinks. And we kind of used it as what we call a refeed. Um, And this is actually a really good technique to use in fat loss a lot of the time because it allows the body to kind of reset a little bit when you plateau and then start going down again. Um, So we were able to do that because we planned ahead. We knew, okay, we got six weeks to dial it in, then he's going to have that one week off, and then we can come back, do another six weeks, dialed in, boom, got the results that he wanted. So you got to have that timeline. You got to schedule make sure you know what's going on so you can account for it um and also one and have an exit strategy like i said know when you're going to end when you're going to start and one last thing in that i'm going to group into this one is know your non-negotiables so this is not typically one that people talk about too much because coaches a lot of coaches out there are like oh you need to be disciplined and XYZ, it's like shut up. You no, know, like discipline is important, but if there is something you really, really enjoy, so um you know, say you do like cookies, right? Here, I'm gonna take another client example. Uh, one of my clients, you know, she said one of her favorite things is fudgios. Great. So you know that she knows that she loves them, right? So I'm not gonna tell her to take them out completely but what I'm gonna say in the fat loss phase is like okay cool um we can still have them but instead of having four you know in one sitting let's cut that down to two and you know maybe if you eat those every single day let's try every other day so know what your non-negotiables are right um Even, you know, I know a lot of guys out there that I work with play extracurricular sports. Um, And occasionally, you know, after a hockey game or whatever sport they play, basketball, hockey, they like to go out with a beer for the boys after, right? Totally okay. If that is your non-negotiable, sweet. But when you go out for that beer, instead of having four when you're in a fat loss phase, let's cut her down to one. So still enjoy your non-negotiables, but just work on having a little bit of discipline around those non-negotiables. So I think it's a losing battle if you try to X out everything that's unhealthy. Learn to have discipline around self-control. I mean, I think everybody should eventually, you know, maybe live the sober life or, you know, cut down drinking way um like way down but you know going hardcore is usually always going to backfire um you want to take small steps so know what your non-negotiables are also too um if you're a family person and you know that you enjoy spending time with your kids or your wife your significant other at the end of the day so say from 6pm to 8pm or whatever, like you need that family time. Okay, cool. That's a non-negotiable. Now where can we maybe fit those workouts in? Or can you, you know, talk to your spouse and say, Hey, I need to work out this day and this day because I've got these goals, but those other days I'm like, I'm yours. Right. So know what your non-negotiables are and, uh, you know, make them present. Moving on to, I'm surprised this one is so low on the list, but honestly, I think everything else that I talked about is way more important. So protein intake, because this is going to be number one king for a successful fat loss phase and not burning a lot of muscle, you need to make sure your protein intake is over a hundred grams before you even consider going into a fat loss phase. Um, Ladies, gentlemen... Like 100 grams is pretty low in the grand scheme of things. But when you go into a fat loss phase, if your coach is intelligent, they're going to be upping your protein intake. And like I said, it needs to be higher in a fat loss phase to help with other things. So you got to make sure your protein is up above 100 grams, because guess what? If it's not... And you try to up it, like, let's just, let's take some numbers for example. Say on average you eat about 70 grams of protein. Not that great. And then say I come along and say, okay, you want to go into a fat loss phase? Well, here's what your macros should look like. And I say you need to be somewhere up around 150 grams per day. Well, if you try to go from point A to point B, guess what's going to happen? Gut health and digestion issues. So... Protein is something that needs to be worked on before even considering going into a fat loss phase. And I think that comes with the eating at maintenance for a while because while you're eating at maintenance calories, you can work on upping protein content because I have never met a single person that I have worked with or even spoken to that is eating the correct amount of protein we all suck at eating protein. I don't know why, because, you know, our ancestors, I don't think they sucked at it, but apparently we all suck at it. Maybe we can blame modern society, but, uh, that's a big one. So that needs to be way up there, at least over hundred grams before you even consider going into a fat loss phase. Now, the last one that I have on here, I think I actually cut this down to about eight, is, uh, You need to not have fear or anxiety around food. Now, I know this one seems a little bit odd, but this one actually just came to me at the very end when I was writing out this list. Um, There was a time where I was very anxious and afraid of food because I had restricted myself for so long that I had so much anxiety, so much fear around what I was putting in my mouth. You can't have that because... You're not going to succeed in a fat loss phase if you do. Um, And I suggest if you do have fear or anxiety around eating, that you talk to someone, whether it's a friend. Um, If it's a real issue, you might want to consider, you know, getting some professional help or just reaching out to any one of us like me, Tam, whoever, any other coaches out there. If you have fear and anxiety around eating, that's something that needs to be addressed. Um, because going into a fat loss phase when you're in a calorie deficit and eating less, it's probably only going to enhance the issue. So last point of what's important, the fat loss checklist. I am going to post the whole checklist in the group tomorrow. Um, so you guys can take a screenshot of it and know everything you should have in check before even considering fat loss. I really hope this was helpful. I feel like I'm getting better at these talking videos. I don't uh, slur my words as much as I used to. Hope everybody's having a great Monday, and uh, hope my video wasn't too trashy coming live at you from the gym in my Jeep. All right, catch everybody later. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. If you would like to learn more about workout programming, nutritional strategies, and mindset hacks to take your training to the next level, make sure to join the chat on Facebook, muscle building advice, secrets to strength, growth, and definition, and train with Tam's Fit Squad. We'll catch you next time.